For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What are you guys doing? Putting on the foil. Every game. Yeah, you want some? No. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins, on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins are in quarantine and Dan Vladar wins his first NHL game. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, it finally happened. The Boston Bruins postponed two games, Saturday's game in Buffalo and Tuesday night's game versus the the New York Islanders because four players have entered COVID-19 protocols. Those players are Jake DeBrusque, David Krejci, David Pasternak, and Craig Smith. Now, Sean Corrales was put on COVID-19 protocol prior to Thursday's game with Buffalo. So now the entire team is self-quarantining until Tuesday and play the Islanders on Thursday at TD Garden. Now, this was supposed to be the first game with fans in attendance, okay? So they're going to have to wait until Thursday. So it makes you wonder, you know, why this is all still going on. I mean, haven't the NHL players, you know, gotten vaccinated yet? I mean, I haven't heard anything about any players, you know, getting vaccinated yet. I haven't seen, I mean, I haven't seen any leagues announce that their players have been vaccinated. So, you know, is there a possibility that they're not eligible in the state they play in? You know, are they, are they holding, you know, are, you know, professional sports holding out until the rest of us get, get our vaccine? I don't know, but if anyone knows anything, please send me a comment on the Boston Bruins Facebook page or Twitter because I'd like to know why some of these players, you know, we're still going through this whole protocol thing when, you know, there's a vaccine out and, you know, players aren't getting it. So that that's basically what I want to know. You know, why aren't why aren't professional athletes getting it now, you know, when they could be eligible whatever in whatever state they live in? Now, Dan Vladar got his first NHL win in his first NHL start. He made 34 saves in a 2-1 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins on Tuesday night. One of those saves was, a, I would call it a Tim Thomas type save. You know, just batting the puck away, a wide open net, batting the puck away with a stick. That was unbelievable. Now, he did make an appearance in the bubble last summer when he came in relief of uh, Halak. But this was his first NHL start. Now, this also makes you think that maybe Halak won't be re-signed in the offseason. I wouldn't be surprised. 
All right. And I don't see any reason to keep him past this season. I mean, he's not a top five goaltender like Rask. And he's also 36 years old. All right. So unless they're going to resign it, I mean, the only way I see them resigning Halak is if he comes comes back for like a one year deal and less money. That's the only thing, the only reason I would, you know, I see him coming back is, you know, as far as, you know, a new contract goes, I see him only coming back, you know, for like a one-year deal. I don't see him getting signed to like a two or three. I see a one-year deal. And I know it was only his first start, but Vladar is 23 years old and has put up good numbers in Providence over the last couple of years. I mean, I think he would make a decent backup for Rask for the next two or three years or whenever, whatever kind of contract uh, Rask would end up resigning. I mean, Vladar has been there, uh, has been in the organization for about five seasons, and he's paid his dues in the in Providence. Also playing in it, I believe he also played a, a season or, uh, or half a season in it for the Atlanta Gladiators. So I think it's time to give the kid uh, some, uh, give the kid a chance, you know, let him back up Rask next year, you know, and. Maybe Rask signs a three-year deal, and by the time that contract is done, we'll know whether or not Vladar is a, is ready to be the number one goaltender in Boston. You know, and in three or four years, the goaltending tandem could be Vladar and Jeremy Swayman. Now, I don't want to rush Swayman just yet. I think he needs more time in Providence. I mean, this is his first uh, go-around in the prof- in, in the pros. And you got to realize that the Providence Bruins aren't really playing a real schedule. I mean, they're playing, the only teams that they're playing right now are the Hartford Wolfpack and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. They're not playing anybody else. They're just basically rotating throughout Massachusetts and between Massachusetts and Connecticut. So I think this kid is going to need a little bit more time and a full season in Providence or two seasons in Providence. I mean, he could be the next Blaine Locker or Hanu Toivonen. If the Bruins don't let him develop, you know, the bees don't need to throw him in the line of fire. And I don't, and to be honest, I don't like it, like to see goaltenders rush to the system. I mean, yeah, you do have some of these really great young goaltenders out there that could probably go right into the NHL. All right. You know, take Hendrick Lundquist. Lundquist didn't spend any time in the AHL. He went right to the Rangers and and had a spectacular career, you know, with the New York Rangers. So, he didn't do anything. He didn't spend any time in the minors. You know, you have you take their other goaltenders, you know, you take Shesterkin. You know, he spent one season in Hartford and now he's up with the he's up with the Rangers. So, who knows what might happen with um with Swayman? And Swayman just came out of college where he played three years at the University of Maine. So do you count that? I don't really know if you should count those three extra three years in college. But he looks good in his first season with the Baby Bees, but you don't want to rush him or put any pressure on him when he's fresh out of college. I mean, the goaltending looks good for the future, and I'm not really worried in that position. So I think that the Bruins are going to be really good you know, they don't have to worry about goaltending and they really don't have to worry about their blue line. Now, the trade deadline is quickly approaching and what what should the Bruins do? Well, they have talent on the blue line, like I said. 
it's not perfect, but they have they have looked good at times during the season, and I really don't see any problems up there, uh, any problems on defense. But they desperately need scoring up front. Now, an impact forward like Taylor Hall would help, but I don't think Sweeney's gonna pull that. I don't think Sweeney could pull it off, even if even even if like he, you know. He had the opportunity. I don't think he would. He, I don't even think he would even go for it. I mean, he could have signed him in the off season and didn't. So why would why would you give up on why would you give up something for him right now? You had a chance to get him during the off season, you know, and you just didn't do it. So maybe Sweeney really doesn't like Taylor Hall. So I don't think I don't think Taylor Hall will be. In a Bruins jersey. And what would you give up at this point? I mean, the guy signed a one-year deal with Buffalo. Maybe a third or fourth round pick. I mean, to be that that's all he's worth. I mean, he's he's got a one-year deal. He's gonna be a free agent. You know, he's a rental. All right. I don't think he's worth giving up a roster player, a prospect, a first or second round pick. I think it's a third or fourth round pick. I'm serious. It's not, he's not a, he's not, you know, if, if Sweeney wanted him, he would have signed him in, you know, in the off seat, you know, he would have busted his butt to sign him. But you know what? This is, this is Don Sweeney we're talking about here. You know, maybe the Bruins could go after a guy like Bobby Ryan. He's a right winger. He's already having a good year. And I don't think he would cost much. Maybe, maybe a, a couple of picks. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe a roster player. I don't know. But if we're trading roster players, I would give up. I would basically give up, give up on Bjork and DeBrusque right now. I don't think Buffalo would take a, take that deal for Hall. You might have to. You might have to add a pick or two. Who knows? But I think that, you know, I think the door basically has closed on Hall, and maybe they should start looking elsewhere. I mean, the asking price for Eichel would be a lot more. I mean, if you want to pull off that deal, you're looking at giving up McAvoy, Pasta, or even or even picks. And guess what? I'm not even going to go there because that would be the. Let me put it to you this way: If Sweeney were to pull off that move, he would be hated. He would not only be hated in Boston, but I think he would lo- he would lose his job. He wouldn't have a job come next season. Because what the Bruins really need is a is a new second line, all right. They need a new second second line. You know, you and I, I'm thinking you dump Krejci, either you know a trade or just let him go to free agency. I mean, he hasn't really produced in the past couple of seasons because he's had a revolving door of defense of uh, of wingers. So who knows? But I think they need to let him go just for the cap space. Now you have this kid playing at the University of Michigan, uh, John Beecher, who could possibly uh, be there next season. I mean, I would give him some time in Providence. Uh, maybe he would need a full season with the Baby Bees. So, you know, does John Beecher, you know, would John Beecher fit in as a second as a second uh, line center? And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, give a kid a shot. I mean, right now the Bruins have nothing to lose. Okay. I mean, they have Stanika that could be the second line center next season with possibly Trent. Uh, I would put Trent Frederick and Zach Senishin on with him. 
I mean, I'd like to see what, as a line, see what they could do. I mean, you know, there's nobody else left in the system, you know, either in the system or on the team that could take over as a second line, as a second line center. I mean, I think Coyle is fine in his role as centering the third line. Just in the, he need to put him with better wingers, you know. And I'm not talking. And I'm not talking like a, a player like Kasha or Smith, Wagner or Corrali. I mean, those four. Maybe those four players could should get replaced for better role players. I mean, Wagner and Corrali are okay with the roles on the as fourth liners, and I say just keep them there because they're that's that's where they belong. You know, so. You know, Coyle is okay on that third line. So basically, you're searching for that second line center. All right? So I would either say Stadnika, John Beecher. I would go maybe out of the box and maybe sign somebody in the sign somebody in the offseason. I, I really don't know. I mean, I remember when the fourth line consisted of nothing but, you know, fighters and goons, you know. Guys like Lyndon Byers, Sean Thornton, Ty Domi, Bob Probert, Donald Brashear, you know, they were all out there to protect the real stars of the team and give the team some toughness when it was necessary. All right. Now, you could throw Milan Lucic into that category too. He added some toughness to the lineup, but he can also put the puck in the net. So, you know, it all comes down to are you going to take, you know, what do you do with David Krejci? You know, do you do you send, you know, do you trade him? Do you, you know, trade him in a deal at the deadline? Do you re-sign him? You know, what are the plans for him? Because he hasn't done well. You know, he hasn't done well since Milan Lucic left. He hasn't really done well since, you know, they took um, uh, Horton away from him. So, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens, you know, with this team. You know, because you can't keep, I mean, you can't keep moving forward with the core you have. Because I'll tell you right now, it's the the doors closing for guys like Bergeron and Krejci and Rask and Marshawn. All right. The doors closing for those guys. And, you know, it's time maybe to go with younger guys like John Beecher, like Jack Stanika. You know, try these guys out at at center, you know, you know, because, you know, I like Frederick playing with Coyle, but I have a feeling that Frederick could probably be a little bit more offensive if he was with a, a decent center. You know, the same thing with Zach Seneshin. Seneshin had a pretty decent had a pretty decent game or had a pretty decent season with Providence so far. He gets called up, has an excellent plays an excellent game, you know, in his I believe it was his third or fourth NHL game. He played really well, but then he got hurt. So I think it's time that these guys, you know, the Bruins, actually think about maybe moving forward away from David Krejci. You know, I where would you know where would he go in a trade? You know, could they could they possibly get Taylor Hall? You know, for David Krejci, but I don't think Buffalo would would make that deal. So, you know, what can you get for a David Krejci? Or you know, what if you could package? You know, Bjork, DeBrusque, and Krejci. I mean, I know you're taking a lot away from your your roster right now, but, you know, this team this team doesn't look good. Okay, this team is not good at all. 
you know, they're they're not scoring, and they need that. They they desperately need that that those score you know goal scoring other than the first line because if you've noticed the past couple of games, the the opponents have been able to shut down that when that when that first line gets shut down. Guess what? They don't the Bruins don't win because they don't have that secondary scoring. So it'd be nice to see if they brought in that secondary scoring, you know, for the remainder of the season and see what happens. And then go to work at the end of the at the end of the offseason. You know, and like I said before, Krejci have Krejci go to free agency. I mean, this is going to open up cap space for the team. I mean, he's the highest paid player on the team. And he hasn't done crap f- for the past couple of seasons. So basically, you let him go. You're going to open up cap space, and you're going to be able to go out and sign some decent, you know, secondary scoring. But here's the thing: it's Don Sweeney. He's not going to do that. He's going to go out and sign some bums from, you know, you know, some bum fourth liner from the Ariz- from Arizona or a bum fourth liner from you know, Calgary or someplace, okay? You know, it's about time that the Bruins actually step up and go after high-price free agents, okay? I mean, even like they they actually had an opportunity, and I believe it was last year, Chris Kreider was was basically, he was in a, he was battling for a, a new contract. They could have made a deal for him. I see that. I mean, he's a goal scorer. You know, if the, because I can guarantee you, if the Rangers would have let the would have let him wouldn't have signed uh, Kreider, Kreider would have gone somewhere else. He wouldn't have come to Boston because Don Sweeney doesn't want to spend the money. You know, it's not like he doesn't want to spend the money. It's just that he has no concept of talent. I don't think he knows he can't see talent in front of them. All right, so who knows? But it's getting really sad when you know people are shutting down the first line. When the second, you know, when the second and third liners can't even put the puck in the net, I mean, it's it's really it's getting to the point where, do you blow up? Just say, you know what, screw it, we're gonna blow the team up, start fresh with the younger players, and if you're gonna do that, you know, why not get rid of, you know, why not trade, you know, why not tr- why not trade Marshawn, you know, why not why not just dump the whole all all the all the veterans, so, you know. It, it it kind of makes you think that maybe it's an overall, it's a mix of a failure of leadership. Maybe Bruce is playing his favorites. Um, you know, it may well we can say it's poor drafting. We can say we they they haven't had a decent draft pick in a long time. I mean, who was the last like decent draft pick they had? Oh, Charlie McAvoy was the basically last. All right, Seneshin, Zaboral's played pretty good from, you know, that 2015 draft where they had three picks in a row and they didn't they didn't do garbage. All right, think about this one. You know, they got Zaboral in there. Zaboral's been playing okay. He's been playing great on defense. You have Seneshin who's been sitting in the sitting in the minors. He finally gets a call and he gets hurt. And then you have DeBrusque who's been on the milk carton. So what's going on? To be honest, it's got to be the poor drafting. 
They 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 can't draft, and they can't sign decent players. Okay, so basically, I'm thinking it's time for a rebuild. You know, forget about forget about doing this. You know, forget about the playoffs. All right, because basically, you're you're out of the playoffs in the first round because I don't even give these guys a chance. So, they're gonna have to do something. You know. I know I said, you know what, start with start with the veterans, but I'm like, you know what, you are gonna need you are gonna need Marshawn, you are gonna need Bergeron, you know, on this team. You're gonna need Rask on this team. Krejci, you don't really need him. You don't need his salary because he hasn't done anything. You know, maybe, you know, maybe there's a little bit of life on in him when he comes back from quarant you know, when the team comes back from quarantine. Maybe this is what the team needed. Some time off in order in order to play better. Who knows? But I I honestly think that maybe, maybe it's time for a rebuild for the Boston Bruins. I mean, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna get anywhere in this year's playoffs. And next year with a full blown season, you know, you have to come in fresh. And I think coming in fresh with a brand new with a with a bunch of younger players. Some top free agents that you can sign. I'll have to take a list next week. Probably next week, I'll I'll run down a list of possible free agents that the Bruins could sign, and we'll take a look at that. So that's something we that's something I can talk about next week. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.